Welcome to the most energetic, positive, happy, and healthy podcast in the world. Living the dream. Dream stands for diet, rest, exercise, attitude, and meaning. I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! Welcome back, everybody, to the Living the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaletti, and I have a very special guest coming from Arizona. This is Ashley, aka Poker Face Ash. And I need to ask you about that too. I don't know the the significance of your poker name. We'll get into that in a second. But she is a professional poker player and content creator who has taken the poker vlogging world by storm, amassing a nice following in a short amount of time. And she's been featured in magazines, podcasts, poker live streams, and meetup games across the country. Welcome, Ashley. What's up? Hey, thank you so much for having me, man. (laughs) I'm excited. This is going to be a lot of fun. You're the first professional poker player on the show, so I'm very excited about that. Before we get into poker, how about you give the listeners a little background about you and your upbringing and lifestyle and how you got to where you are? Yeah, in a nutshell. Okay. Uh, I am Ashley. I was um, born and raised here in Phoenix, Arizona. My, I had a really cool upbringing. My dad owned a mom and pop a local piano store here for over 45 years. So I grew up around music, uh, was a musician, um, played in a lot of bands growing up. And uh, all through high school, I played basketball. I played basketball in um, college. And then I went on to coach college and all the while kind of still helping my dad run a shop. And um, then he was retiring. I had to figure out what I was going to do. I was already kind of playing poker part time. So I said, why not give this a shot? See if I can do it full time and haven't looked back since I've been doing it a little over about four years now as a a full time job. And uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. (laughs) Oh, that's great. So you're four years into this poker career and like we host like a home game a couple times a month. How did you start? Like, were you good right away? Were you playing with your dad's buddies? Like, how did you start to love it? Yeah, I was not good right away at all. (laughs) Um, In uh, college, we had game nights, like team game nights. And one of the nights uh, our coach decided to teach us how to play poker. Of course, not for real money, but just, you know, messing around. And I I just became absolutely hooked. My friend told me about this site called Full Tilt. And if anyone's watching that's or listening, that's a poker player knows what Full Tilt is. I know. And anyway, I I lost a little bit of money right away and I'm in college. So like, you know, 50 bucks was a lot of money. And So anyway, I just, you know, started playing on there and losing and then realized, oh, like this is a strategy game. Like this is competition. Like you can actually like outsmart people, outthink people. And then it just opened up this entire like poker universe that I didn't know existed. And I'm still in the black hole of poker studying, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, it just kind of went from there. I love it. And I'm, I'm 38. So I remember full tilt when I was in college. We oh, played. Yeah. <laughs> and you're right. Like 20 bucks was like a lot of money at that time when you're a college yeah. student. So I get it. I mean, you've done coaching in the past and you mentioned the word and I'm glad you did because I want to ask you about this competition. And do you think 
I mean, I'm assuming you would agree you need to be somewhat competitive in the poker world, but does your competition and competitive drive from sports and coaching map into the poker world? Absolutely. Absolutely. Even though poker is like a lot of a mental game, there's still so many physical aspects. There's, you know, discipline, which is, I mean, honestly, one of the top three traits I think you need to even play poker for a living. You have to have discipline. So like all these things I learned in college, you know, having a basketball team and, you know, instilling in me discipline and and good fundamentals and things like that. It all translates over. It all translates over for sure. I love that with the discipline. That's such a good point. And I was going to wait to ask you this, but since you brought Mm -hmm. it up, like how do you deal with, and maybe this, this comes into the discipline, but like, there's even like, if I lose four or five hands in a row and it just feels like you're on this cold streak, like if that happens to you, do you stop playing for a day or two and like go get a massage or like, how do you stay without going down this dark, what do you call it? Cold deck or bad yeah. cards for an extended period of time. Yeah. Like, like a bad run. Yeah, yeah. Bad run. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, there are times where I've had to do that. Yes. But the more you understand poker and you understand it at its fundamental level, you understand that in the end, the math evens out. Like I might go through a streak of like bad cards, but in the end and in, in the grand spectrum of it, it all evens out. So the only thing you can do to even that out is to play more, to play more hands, to play your infinite, you know, number of hands that you'll ever play or whatever that may be. And so like, I might be on a little downswing, but on my poker bankroll chart, that little downswing is just a tiny blip in this grand scale, right? So if you're a winning player, like if you study, if you know how to beat other players and and, and win, that's something that will kind of even itself out. So if you can stop looking at the micro and zoom out to the macro, then you're able to put it in perspective. Okay, yes, I might be having a bad time right now, but that's just temporary. If I keep going and I keep playing disciplined and I don't tilt, I don't you know go on a bad run because of my lack of discipline, if you're doing all the right things, that'll even out over time. That being said, we are human. It's completely normal and natural to be frustrated when something bad happens. So yes, actually the other day I I talked about it in my vlog I just released is um, I literally lost $800 in two hands and I was playing in a game where the buy-in was $500. So I literally got felted, played two hands, got up, went to my car, started recording on my phone about what just happened. I was like, you know what? I don't feel like playing anymore today. And um, if you don't feel like playing, don't play. So I literally went home, came back the next day and had a good session. And I could go on forever. It's also just about like having balance in life. Like poker can't be everything to me, right? Because if you put everything into something, then you're going to ride the highs and lows of that, of whatever that everything is to you. So like, you know, the lows might really suck that day in poker, but I can still come home and have a good workout, enjoy time with my family, have friends. Like if you don't have that and and something's just, you're completely obsessed with it. It's great, but have balance. Um, And so then the lows aren't as bad. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's so great. I'm I'm writing this down because you, you had some great points in there. Like the, I feel like for any business or any entrepreneur on here, I love how you said like the short term in the micro, like if you look at the bigger picture, yeah. it's probably just a blip on the radar and it doesn't have exactly. to be the end of the world. That's a really good point. And then the balance that takes a ton of discipline. You were two hands in, you were probably sitting down for what, 10 minutes. 
Not even just, 30 minutes. <laughs> not even 30 minutes. Not even decide, 30 minutes. I don't know if that's an ego thing. Like you're able to put your ego aside and say, today's not the day and get out of there. That's yeah. I mean, that's some of the best, yeah. Some of the best players in poker, they know how to put their ego aside because if your ego gets in the way in poker, you're done for. <laughs> I'm sure. I feel like that's <laughs> happened to me during home games. I think a few times. Yeah. <laughs> so how, yeah. <laughs> how did you come up with this name, Poker Face Ash? Is there a story behind that? A little bit of a story. So like I said, I was in a couple bands, like I toured and we all changed our Instagram names to our band member name. It had our band name and then our name. So, um, and then once that band kind of, you know, fell apart, we weren't doing it anymore. I was like, all right, I'm going to change my name. And for a while it was poker face ash with like some numbers, like I think 87 or something like that. (laughs) And, um, and I'm like, all right, no, I got to change that to a more like a name that, you know, is more me. So I liked the poker face thing. I I I don't know if I got it from like the lady Gaga song or something like that, but Yeah, I I just thought like, okay, yeah, poker face has to do with poker. And then obviously my name. So that's, that's the story. (laughs) I love it. It, And you you have me thinking about a lot as I was looking at your name. Like, so I'm a believer. And I would imagine you agree that I know some people might think poker is all luck, which I could not disagree more with. Like, there's clearly a ton of skill involved. And like, as far as faces, and reading people, like, do you think a lot about how you're presenting yourself sitting at the table. And I think this goes for anybody, if it's a business person or just somebody playing a home poker game, this is probably going to be a great takeaway. But do you focus a lot about the other person and how they're holding themselves as well as how you're presenting yourself? Or how do you play that game? Yeah, so um, I think that that has a lot to do with, and I've talked about this on a few other podcasts uh, about like self-awareness. So like if you can have self-awareness in anything, I mean, not just poker, um, you're able to kind of dissect and see your flaws, your strengths, your weaknesses. And, you know, I think I'm pretty self-aware. I know my faults and my weaknesses, not all of them, of course, but, you know, I think I I really try to be self-reflective. So that translates over when you're sitting at the table I, I mean, I've had a couple of people tell me actually like, man, you can't get a, a read off of you. Like, I don't know if you're bluffing or if you have, you said, cause like, I guys try to stay pretty like statuesque in, in the, in the sense of like, you know, I don't try to give off information, but I'll still joke around and have fun at the tables. If I know how I'm coming across, then I can stop focusing on that and start like watching the table and seeing, you know, the reads people are giving off or, you know, the information that they're, they're giving off without them knowing. So yeah, I'm always watching. I'm always, you know, watching the way someone peels their cards, um, seeing how they set them back down, because that can be a tell too. Um, seeing if they're interested in the hand, if they're not interested, like there's so many things, people are constantly giving off information <laughs> At the table. So it's kind of up to us to, you know, pay attention to that. I'm officially not sitting at a table with you at any point in the future. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great though. And, and I love the self-awareness comment. And let's say somebody is more of a quiet person. Would you think that would mean at the table, they would play to their strength and be more quiet? And then if somebody is a talker, maybe they, maybe they're self-aware and they know they're better when they're running their mouth a little bit like is it do you think there's something to that like knowing who you are and bringing that to the table 
Um, yeah, I, I think that a lot of people at the stakes I play anyway, um, they don't really pay attention too much about that. They're just like there to have fun, to gamble and to play. And I don't know if people pay too much attention to it, but I do know like those types of people who who know what they're doing at the table, like they know how they're coming across. Those are the people you need to be aware of. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. I like that. What's your favorite thing? And then I'll ask you the opposite too. What's your favorite thing about being a professional poker player? Um, man, there, there's a lot of things that I like about it, but uh, maybe a few of my favorite things are um, being my own boss, um, yeah. <laughs> having, having the freedom uh, to a, to an extent. You know, obviously, I still have to go and work, yeah. <laughs> but um, I guess just doing what I love, right? Like I love poker. I love the game and the freedom being my own boss. And also poker challenges me in ways that nothing else has before. I mean, I've played semi-professional basketball. I, you know, I've done a lot of things in my life and poker challenges me in ways that push my like specific personality. I am an introvert. I am somebody who shies away from risk. I am somebody who's more on the conservative side. Um, and so poker makes me come out of that comfort zone. It, it puts me in situations where I might have to risk it all. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. you know, it, 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 it puts, it challenges who I am a lot. And I think that that's one of my favorite things about it. I love that. I love how you say that. And it's almost like you run toward the challenge versus saying, you know, running away from it. So I, I love that. Like that's, I would have never thought you were somebody that was not a risk taker and uh, an introvert. It's, it's amazing how, uh, and maybe that's what makes you so good at poker. Like, you know, how to manage and calculate the risks. Yeah, I think I'm able to pull away from like the gambling aspect of it because I'm also not a quote unquote gambler. I know for people that might be listening, you're like, okay, wait, you play poker. But uh, so like casino games are different than playing poker because in the casino, you're playing against the house, right? So you can't really beat the house. But in poker, you're playing against the people at the table. And yes, it's still a form of gambling, <laughs> but um, it, it's different because it's it's almost like, you know, if you play the stock market and you're a really good investor, like in, in the long run, you're going to win versus like maybe you might lose in one session, but over time you're going to win. And in playing slots and blackjack, you can't win over time. <laughs> so that's kind of like the, the difference there. But yeah, so I, I'm not even a gambler really, but uh, so I'm able to like take that part of it out for me and just really like focus on playing the strategic game that you're sitting down to play. So yeah, I love that. It, poker is just uh, something that I just, it, it really does translate like with this, this, like being an athlete and, you know, just all the discipline that takes and everything in it, it really does. Uh, it kind of just spoke to me really. <laughs> I love it. And, and I, res- I have so much respect for that as a, as a quasi knowledgeable uh poker fan i mean i i love that and i gotta ask you because you you sort of brought it up there is there is there still like this gambling um like when you said about gambling like how how does it feel when you when you when you meet somebody and tell them you're a professional poker player like to me like i was excited that we connected and i'm like this is this is awesome this is somebody going after their passion their dream etc like is there still like this I don't want to say negative, but you know how it's like, it's a gambling mentality that people have when they hear, 
poker? Like, are we getting over the hump of that sort of uh, negative connotation? Like, do you feel comfortable telling people what you do and about your lifestyle? So for the most part, yes. And like right away when I tell people, I'm quickly able to gauge a few things. First, if they really know like what that entails. And then secondly, like kind of their opinion on the subject. Right away, I can tell this. (laughs) So most people's feedback is um, they they think it's super cool. Like they're like, oh, wow, that's that's amazing. Or that's so a lot of people think it's great. Um, And then they'll start asking a little bit more questions about it and stuff. And, you know, a lot of people, I think associated with like a lot of money too, like, oh, wow, they, you know, whatever. So um, yeah, for the most part, I think like, and that's one of the reasons I feel like it's important to be a good ambassador for the game, because I want people to know it's not some like sleazy, like scummy, like dark world, like that some, some people might think it is right. Because, you know, anywhere you involve money, it can get a little bit, you know, sketchy and stuff, but you know, in poker in general, it's a, it's a, people make a living off of it. You know, people like myself, we, we go and we play and it's just a, you know, it's a good, you know, it can be a good place. So I try really hard to like, so when people ask me, I'm pretty, I'm proud of it. Like I, I like to, but then for the most part, people are great. You know, they, they, they want to hear more. They want to ask you questions about it. I know. I was going to say, if you're at like a a dinner table discussion and you say what you do, I mean, I know I would be like, I'd be the one asking 7,000 questions at the table. Like, I think it's fascinating what you do. And there is probably so much more that goes into it than I even know. And I'm a fan of what you guys do. And I want to talk about your vlog too, because I know that's been a big focus of yours recently, not even recently, over the last few years. What's a day in the life of Poker Face Ash? You know, if you want to tell us about if you're playing like either a tournament day or just your, your average day, what does it look like? Yeah, it's so funny. I actually just created a second channel. I haven't announced it yet, though. Um, so I, I have my first blog on my second channel. It's literally called The Day in the Life of a Poker Player and Content Creator. <laughs> Look at that. We got the sneak preview. You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even I haven't even announced it on my vlog yet. I'm, I was waiting to get a few episodes done first, but yeah. um, yeah. So I I don't have a very conventional sleep schedule. Um, as you can see, I look like I just woke up because I did. I'm I've been exhausted editing videos, and I wake up and the first thing I do in the morning is you know I respond to all my messages on Instagram and my emails and stuff like that, and then um, you know I'll make breakfast and then or lunch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. By the time I wake up, it's lunch. <laughs> and then I usually head to the casino because I like to film during the day because that's where, um, you know, it looks better, the lighting and everything. So I go play during the day. Right after that, I go get a workout in with my workout buddy. And then I come home and I edit um, the videos to give to my, I have like kind of like a part-time editor that helps me a little bit. So I get the footage to them and then, um, that takes me hours and hours. So by the time I'm done with all that, it's like, you know, one in the morning and then that's, yeah, it's pretty much, <laughs> pretty much my day. <laughs> wow. So it's, is, is it almost like there's more time dedicated to editing the videos than the playing of the poker? Is that fair yeah, to say? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so like a good rule of thumb is for every minute of a vlog is about an hour of editing time. So like if it's a 30 minute vlog, that means I spent probably over 30 hours editing it. 
Yeah. Oh, you just gave me a whole new respect for any <laughs> blog I see of yours. Holy. Yeah, crap. Sunday, I woke up to a message from my editor who's supposed to have the vlog done on on Sundays. And he he said, hey, sorry, I wasn't able to do it. And I was like, wait, what? So I literally spent all day Sunday getting my vlog done, getting it ready. And it, it came out yesterday. I was up till about 5 a.m. getting it done. <laughs> um, oh. So yeah, that and I hadn't been used to like editing a lot lately because he's been doing a lot of it. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do, but um, we got it done. I got it done. Every Monday, my vlog's coming out rain or shine. <laughs> I love it. Good for you. And so, it's the perfect time. Where, where do people yeah. go to learn more and see the vlog? Yeah. What's the best place? Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, um, Poker Face Ash on YouTube. <laughs> I love um, it. And yeah. by the way, she's very modest, but from what I saw, you have over like 20,000, there's 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. I mean, you're, you're building that thing really nice for anybody that it doesn't even matter what, what type of vlog it is. Like if it's business, if it's sports, if it's poker, like how have you done such a great job building a big following in a short amount of time? What do you think the keys have been? I have no idea. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think so. I've been doing this a little, uh, just hit a little bit over a year. And um, I think I'm almost to 20,000. I think either I just hit it or we're really close to it. But I'm not sure. At first, I thought it was because I had built a really nice Instagram following before this. And I thought it was, you know, maybe because I had worked really hard to build, build an organic following. You know, if you want to talk about content creators and things like that, you know, it's important to like not buy followers. You want an organic audience and you know, you got to build an organic following because those people actually care. Like they actually want to follow you. <laughs> they like your content. They like what you put out. So I think I did a good job on Instagram of that. And so I had had, you know, a couple thousand followers at that point, which isn't a lot, but you know, it, it automatically gave me all those people to like, you know, start watching, subscribing to the vlog. And I think at the beginning, when I first started it, you know, YouTube tries to like recommend people like if you watch the bigger vloggers like Brad Owen or Andrew Nimi, who are the biggest uh, poker vloggers, you know, I think I was being recommended on their channels, like people who watch them. And um, it's important, like when you get recommended, you want your content to be what those viewers want to watch. And I think I did a pretty good job of that. You know, I was making poker vlogs with poker hands in them. And I think that that's like what everyone wants to watch. So <laughs> I'm no, I agree. And I love that too. I think those vlogs are fun to watch. And, yeah. and I, I got to give you kudos too, because, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit, Ashley, but it seems like your consistency and I know how you just said it, you're like every Monday it's coming out no matter what, like, do you think being consistent with the vlog and posting, et cetera, has helped you too? Yeah. So here's what's crazy is when I first started, it was so hard for me and it was a lot of time and I just was still learning how to even edit videos. Right. I was averaging putting out a vlog once a month. <laughs> so oh, I would have grown, I would have grown exponentially faster if I was able to put them out faster, but I was also still trying to play full time, learn how to edit vlogs and put them out and travel. And like, it was really hard. So now that I have an editor, it's like, it's once a week for sure. And, um, if I would have been doing that since the beginning, I would probably have double the following I have right now, to be honest with you. But I, I would just physically was not able to put them out fast enough. So, um, yeah, now, now we're being consistent. 
I, I think that has a huge part to do with it. I really think that, you know, YouTube wants to see that you're putting out, you know, content for your, for your um, subscribers or your, your audience, whatever you want to call it. And I think that that's really important. <laughs> I do too. And kudos to you for staying on top of it. It always fascinates me. And for those that have never watched a poker vlog, you're in the casino, you're playing poker and you're videotaping the hands. Do most of the casinos let you do that? No problem. Or do any of them say, Hey, you can't videotape here. Most do let you with a few, you know, like rules. And then there are some that are strict. Absolutely not like, no. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately one of my local casinos here that it's like about eight minutes from my house, they are very against it. So I go to this other casino. that's like 40 minutes from my house. <laughs> oh yeah. You gotta drive. I guess it's good PR for the casino too, because they're getting their. Yeah. So I think it's just like old school mentality of they don't understand why they're going to have people like filming in there. But if they were to just like actually take a minute and really kind of just look at a poker vlog, they would see that it's a great thing for the game and it pulls more people in. It gives you exposure. It shows the room, you know, it's like free advertising for them. We're working on it. We're trying to like kind of bridge that gap of like, you know, there's a few casinos that embrace it now. Like they want you to come do that. Like the casino I play at here, like I'm having a meetup game there in a a week. And so, you know, they want me to come and film. (laughs) So it's just like, yeah, it helps to have a relationship with the poker room as well. Like I love this poker room over here that I play at and, you know, we have a great relationship. So they let me film and they're awesome. So (laughs) I love that. That's such a big takeaway in any business entrepreneur life, et cetera. Like if you have good relationships with people and people like you, the chances of you doing business with them or or just having a great friendship are incredible. That is a really good point. I love that. Uh, yeah, so, for sure. I'm so curious to ask you this, and we touched on it briefly before we started recording, but what's your ultimate dream in poker? Like, are you somebody that wants to, to have a World Series of Poker bracelet? And for those that don't know, and Ashley, you can correct me, but the World Series of Poker is kind of the most well-known, popular champion is that fair yeah yeah it's the most like coveted thing like everyone wants to win a bracelet right so if you win a world series event you win a bracelet they also have like kind of mini versions of that which is a ring which i actually played a few ring events last week (laughs) Um, yeah so they have rings and bracelets and that's what people want they want the hardware they want to say hey i have a bracelet like i i won a world series bracelet you know so that's kind of like the thing that everyone goes for during the summer during the world series of poker so yeah well i mean it'd be nice to win one so to answer your question that's changed a lot for me in the past year so i've always been a creative mind a creative person i you know i grew up writing music, playing in bands. And so creativity has always been a part of my life. And when I started playing poker for a living, there was something missing. I was like, this sport in nature can be kind of selfish. Like you're sitting there trying to take other people's money. <laughs> and that that's that's like not enough for me in life. Like I used to play in bands and, and do things and, and give to people and that was kind of the element was missing. So I decided to start the poker vlog started that a year ago. And it kind of has really filled that creative gap and that gap that was missing that I wanted to like create something for people. And, you know, the fact that people message me and say, wow, like your vlog, I look forward to it every week. Like, I can't wait for you to put out another one. I'm like, wow, really? Like people, people enjoy what I'm 
creating and putting out. And that is so rewarding. And so that's kind of like been a really huge part in like why I'm doing all this. And my goals in poker have changed because of that. I used to want to be like the best poker player I could ever be. While I still want to be great at it, um, I really want to just continue to create content now. And I want to put out just amazing content for people to watch. And, you know, growing my YouTube channel, of course, is like a big thing I want to do. I want to start a podcast myself, started a second YouTube channel. I just reached 10,000 followers on Instagram, which was amazing. And I'm not huge on numbers or anything, but like if you're able to like push your growth and, and reach outside of your circle and start like touching people. I had a guy come up to me saying, you know, he was on the verge of suicide because he was like, you know, in the Marines and went through a lot and came back and happened to stumble upon my vlog and then said that literally pulled him out of his depression. Like those are the types of stories of why I do this. And the ultimate goal for me is to help people to be in a position to give back and to just bring joy and hope and love to others. That's the ultimate goal. Now, all the goals within that, you know, of course, yes, I would love to win a bracelet. I would love to play higher stakes. I would love to, you know, play in the biggest tournaments in the world, like all those things, you know, too. And of course, document it on my vlog. So (laughs) in a nutshell, that's kind of my vision. Um, And like I said, it's changed from just like, oh, wanting to like be a poker grinder. Like I don't even really technically play poker quote unquote full-time anymore. I'm more of like kind of playing and content creating and vlogging. So it's all kind of still a work in progress. <laughs> that's amazing though. And that story with the Marine, that, that is as good of a story as I've ever heard. I mean, that's incredible. And I, and I love how you just seem so self-aware. And I know we, we mentioned it earlier, but you started playing poker, you realized something was missing and then you created the thing that was missing. Like, I think that's admirable that you're like, you can sort of fill the holes in what you feel is missing from your life. That's that's incredible. I mean, that is, that's quite the skill that you have. So, and I love how your, your goals seem to be more like process driven than outcome driven. Like I, I feel like you're going to be happy whether you win a bracelet or not, because you're doing good in the world. Like that's really cool to me. Yeah. It's like what what people say, you know, it's like about the journey and not the destination. It's like, you know, you can be striving for this goal and just obsessed with this goal and this goal and you finally reach it and you feel so empty because you forgot to just live life that entire time you know and I've actually felt that before like I've wanted something so bad and then I finally get it like not that I wanted 10,000, you know, followers on Instagram so bad, but for some reason it became like this thing in my mind where like, okay, if I get there, then I've made it, you know, whatever. And then yesterday I woke up, I opened my phone and I saw 10 K and I was like, okay, like now what? Like, you know, so it's like, we create these like milestones in our mind and, you know, we just can't forget to live you know, in between that time of reaching the goal, because that's where the real growth is. That's where, you know, the nitty gritty grind is, right? Like it's while you're trying to get there. And then once you get there, it's like, you know, you got to always start creating other goals and things for yourself. So (laughs) I love all of that is amazing. And I got to try to find this picture. There's like a cartoon and it's two guys sitting next to each other and they're both looking at Instagram, I think on their phones. And the one guy is thinking to himself, I wish I had more followers. And he has like 90 followers. And the other guy is thinking the same thing. I wish I had more followers. And he has like 95,000 followers. So it's always, you know, it's always like, it's just a number, but it's a pretty impressive number, 10K, which kudos to you because you're doing something right if people want to follow your journey. 
That's awesome. I mean, I could ask you about 37,000 more questions, but I want to be respectful of your time. And uh, I want to wrap this up with the final three questions, which Poker Face Ash does not know these three questions that are coming. But are you ready for the final three, Ashley? I'm ready. (laughs) All right, here we go. What are you most grateful for? And it could be in poker, it could be in life, it could be anything, like right in this moment or recently, what have you been most grateful for? I'm grateful, most grateful for um, my family and friends who are supportive. Uh, Would my parents have chose this for me? Probably not. But they see, you know, the successes, the little successes I've had along the way. Um, They see that I'm growing, my channel's growing, things are going good. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, they're happy for me. They just want me to be, you know, taken care of, of course. But um, so having their support and my sister, you know, she's amazing. And um, just my close circle of people, I'm most grateful for them. You know, they are there for me through all of it. You know, I can call them up and be sad, or I can call them up and be happy about a poker win or loss I've had. And sometimes it's a little bit lonely on this road. So having, you know, friends and family that support are, it's, it's huge. You know, I'm just grateful you know, for this career that I've kind of created for myself, you know, it's, it's crazy. So (laughs) I love all that. I wasn't going to ask about your parents, but I was kind of wondering, I wonder what they're, I love that they're so supportive. They got to be two of the coolest parents ever. That is really cool. They're incredible human beings. (laughs) I'm so glad to hear that. And I'm sure that gives you some more confidence too, knowing they have your back no matter what. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, Okay. What is the biggest obstacle you have overcome in, again, in any area of your life? Hmm. Um, Myself, to be perfectly honest, I was really good at basketball. Like I was an All-American in in college and and I held, yeah, I held records and all these things. And, you know, I just always, always held myself back because I lacked confidence. And so that's why I guess back to what I said earlier, poker pushes me in a way that, you know, nothing else has is I try to be confident in poker. You know, I try to do all the things that I didn't do growing up that I wish I would have. I wish it would have been more confident. I wish I would have had that, you know, that blind confidence, like you can't come at me, you know, like, you know, have that. Yeah. Like that's not like, that wasn't necessarily a part of me, but I've kind of like made it a part of me. So just myself really is, is bit like, I feel like we can push ourselves as far as we think we can, right? So, you know, we just got to continue to grind, work hard, study, do all the things that we can. And with that should come the confidence because we've put in the time, we've put in the work, you know, I've studied poker. I know I'm sitting here and I'm the best player at the table, right? Like that kind of confidence. So myself has been my my biggest obstacle. (laughs) That was was one of the most honest answers I've ever heard. And you got me pumped up over here. I'm like ready to go run through the wall. You got me... (laughs) That was a great response. And thank you for the honesty. And I also love that you're not sitting here going, woe is me. I should have had confidence 10 years ago. Like you're creating change. Like you're creating that life for you now versus saying, well, it's over. You know, I'm not a kid anymore. Like that's really cool that you're, you made the positive changes in your life. So kudos to you. Uh, All right. The last one is if tomorrow was your perfect day, what would the perfect day in Poker Face Ash's 
what, what would it what would it look like? What are some things that you would have to do on your perfect day? <laughs> well, it would probably used to say play poker, but I, I, <laughs> I, it's nice to take a break from that now. Um, a perfect day would just be spent with my entire family and my friends and, uh, get a workout in. Cause I feel like that's so important. We didn't really even touch on fitness, but man, it's been a life changer for me. Um, so just working out, um, getting a nice workout in, feeling good and uh, relaxing, eating some good food, maybe even cooking. I love cooking. So um, I just love being in the kitchen and maybe maybe the perfect day would be me, you know, making a meal for my family. <laughs> oh, there you go. Have, yeah. <laughs> have you done that recently? Have you made a meal for your family recently? So um, not recently, um, but uh, for Thanksgiving, I think I cooked our whole whole meal. So that was fun. But <laughs> Oh, that's very cool. I yeah, I've been travel. I've been traveling a lot, so I've been home, and I mean, my family's been busy too. So, but yeah, just um, being with my family, getting a workout in, uh, in like maybe playing some video games because when I have some free time, I love video games. <laughs> Wait, now I have to ask, what's like, what's your favorite game? Because oh no, uh, <laughs> Call of Duty right now, modern uh, okay. modern warfare, playing with my friends online. Like I don't get to play often anymore, but when I do, I love getting on there and playing with my friends. So <laughs> I love it. You seem like you have some great, I mean, obviously your family, but it seems like you have some great supportive friends too, which is. Yes. I have so, amazing. So cool. I have amazing friends for sure. <laughs> well, good, good for you. And I'm excited for you and in the future. And I hope who knows, hopefully uh, I would love to sit down at the same table with you at some point, even though <clears throat> I'll make sure it's not a big buy-in, but it would be fun <laughs> to, uh, to well we're going to hopefully be out there in Vegas in the next few months but good luck to you in in the poker and the content creating and I appreciate your time Ashley you've given so many nuggets that aren't even poker related just like life related and I think that's very very cool so I appreciate uh you taking the time today yeah, absolutely. That's the amazing thing about poker is so, so many things translate over, right? And so, you know, there's so many things that we can take from poker and life and life and poker. So it's it's pretty cool. Thank you so much for having me. This was really awesome. I wish we could talk longer. And uh, yeah, but um, I'm so happy that you asked me and um, that we made this connection. Very exciting. Too. It's been an honor for me. <laughs> we'll have to have you on uh, next year once you're at like a hundred thousand in a subscribers out the wazoo. We'll get you back on. I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, Ashley. And I'm excited to follow along on your journey. One last time on YouTube. I think you said that's the best way poker face ash on YouTube, right? Yeah. Poker face ash on YouTube or pokerfaceash.com or on Instagram at pokerface underscore ash. <laughs> Love it. We'll put it all in the show notes and thanks again. Good luck to you. And for all the listeners, We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Living the Dream with Matt Scaletti. I'm so grateful for you. Please share this podcast on your social media so others can benefit from this valuable content. Also, please subscribe to my podcast because if you aren't, I am watching you. (laughs) Check me out on social media and message me if you need me as your keynote speaker at Matt Scaletti on social media. I respond to all messages. Thanks and I love you so much. Oh, 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 o